we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 14th edition of the sunny side of sports. The Super Eagles of Nigeria spread their wings and soared in terms of new social media followers after reaching the final of the recent Africa Cup of Nations football tournament in Ivory Coast. The Super Eagles lost to the Elephants of Ivory Coast 2-1 in the final on February 11th in Abidjan. In an interview with Iron Mike Mbonye, Mario Leo, the CEO of Result Sports, broke down the social media numbers and said it was a thrilling Nations Cup. The AFCON has been absolutely amazing. It's been been fantastic to watch the twists and turns, um, the the favorites, the expectations going out there, Mike. It's been been absolutely incredible to watch and I'm, I'm really really pleased with with the standard of the tournament um, Cote d'Ivoire has, has been shown as a fantastic host um, many of the many of the games were, were full the stadium was was uh, was exciting the atmosphere was was buzzing obviously with the tremendous kind of evolution of Cote d'Ivoire themselves yeah by almost being out just saved by a single goal um, in the group stage match um, at the end of the group stage, uh, and then yeah got their got their confidence and and got their journey and got their game plan and and match plan and match luck um, that they've uh, beaten Nigeria at the end. Um, most surprisingly, obviously, that none of the North Africa teams kind of managed uh, to to reach the final four. Um, very very surprising because obviously they started with huge expectation, but it's also. Um, a learning, not a learning, but but sort of the the, the new reality um, in African football. There are no minors, there are no minors. Um, African football is there to excite, and and teams with a clear plan like uh, Cap Verde, uh, Dominican uh, Dom- uh, Democratic Republic of Congo have been really, really tremendously well organized. A great set of play, um, and that's a big kind of assessment. So congratulations to CAF. Yeah, organizing this or hosting this this tournament. Congratulations to Cote d'Ivoire for becoming the new African champion um, of the 34th edition. It's been an exciting, exciting tournament. Can you tell Sunnyside of Sports listeners the rating of some teams after the AFCON tournament in Ivory Coast? Absolutely, Mike. Um, I'm, I'm very happy and very glad to share kind of the latest uh, social media numbers uh, from the tournament. So prior to the tournament, there was about 60 million followers um, for the 24 participating nations and the AFCON accounts by themselves. AFCON in total um, reached 24 million of those, which is about 42, 43%. Um, and the majority of those were obviously um, the strongest was, was Twitter with 6.5 million, uh, Facebook with 6.3 million, Instagram with close to 4 million, and TikTok with 5.7 million. Um, and the evolution has been tremendous and, and you will be really, really almost shocked to learn, yeah, because the TikTok profile alone, TikTok being a partner of, of the AFCON conference as well, alone gained 2.5 million followers. So from 5.7 million, we're, we're now at 8.2 million for the TikTok account of, of CAF's online channel. 
uh, a tremendous progress. And CAF overall gained about 4 million followers because they gained about 1 million or close to 1 million on Instagram, more than 200K on YouTube, more than 200K on Facebook and about 100K on, on Twitter, which is at the moment, obviously, because of image and everything, a little bit struggling in, in terms of growing the audiences. So CAF has exceeded now or surpassed 28 million followers. From a club perspective, obviously the, the big surprise package from a team, it's not a surprise because obviously they, they always have been rated very high, is Nigeria. The Super Eagles gained 540,000 followers, uh, predominantly 300K of those on, on the Instagram for the national team. And, and obviously the, the reaching the final and, and being beaten by the host Cote d'Ivoire have really helped tremendously the Super Eagles reputation and image across social media. Um, and therefore, yeah, the, the Super Eagles have been flying high on social media very, very strongly. Um, second strongest from a profile perspective has been Morocco, although exited very early the, the tournament um, in the quarterfinals. They gained also 500k followers, 420 of those on Instagram. Um, so it's very, very clear. Cotiva is the winner. Um, gained a total of 10% new followers, about 230K to a total now of 2.5 million. So those are the three key areas. But just, just one exciting number, for example, Angola yeah, started the tournament with, with 60,000 followers across all their channel and ended the tournament with 150,000. So they more than doubled their, their social media community. Demo Democratic Republic of Congo started their, their, social media community with 70k and ended up with 130k so almost doubled and you can see all the countries who are kind of made significant process like Cape Verde gained 45 percent their social media following all the countries gained um, and that's the benefit and shows the excitement of the tournament some upsets were recorded at the recently concluded afcon tournament do you think it's the sign of improvement in african football for me there were there were no upsets to be honest, Mike, uh, because obviously it's 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 the way the com the teams approach the competition. Players are proud to represent their country, and the countries are very proud that they are represented their national team at Afcon and have qualified for Afcon. So that center stage, being the biggest event in African football, um, is obviously the the biggest kind of evolution and sign of improvement. Um, and, and you could see that obviously sometimes teams, yeah, who, who claim to be favorite, they had tremendous players, yeah, star players, um, who everywhere around the world, but they didn't act as a team. And countries like Cape Verde, Angola, Mali, who've been, been really, really focusing, or Democratic Republic of, Co of Congo as well, who've been really focusing on their strong unit, yeah, their bond between the team. Every player knew what they have to do. To kind of um, succeed, and 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 those countries obviously has has been officially to the outside people who are not following African football maybe an upset, but when you look into African football and the way they've kind of evolved the game and the way they qualified for it, those countries were the ones went the easiest or first ones to qualify. So there are no small teams, there are no minnows and minors anymore. African football overall is is evolving is is bringing up to the stage and let's hope yeah we will see maybe two 
or three countries reaching the quarterfinals or maybe even two reaching the semifinals at the next global stage, the World Cup 2026 in, in America, um, in, in the Americas with Canada, USA and Mexico hosting the tournament. So thanks for having me on the show. I look forward to hear from you very soon. That's Mario Leo, the CEO of Result Sports. And Mario spoke with Iron Mike Mbonier on the telephone from Germany. My name is Mario Leo. I'm the founder and chief executive of Result Sports. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, Mario. And thanks also to Iron Mike Mbonier for that interview. In African women's football, let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Zambia's Rachel Kundanangi, who is now being described as the most expensive women's player in history after joining the U.S. team Bay FC from Madrid CFF in an $860,000 transfer. Bay FC is based in the San Francisco Bay Area of California. The club will be making its debut this year in the National Women's Soccer League. As for Rachel, well, she's 23 years old. She scored 33 goals in 43 Liga F matches for Madrid, and she's also scored 10 goals in 18 matches for Zambia's national women's team. Kundanangi is quoted as saying, and I quote, people in Zambia will be surprised about the transfer, but they will be so happy. I'm so happy to welcome back my VOA colleague, Mukbil Yabaro, to the sunny side of sports. Sporty greetings, Mukbil. Sporty greetings, Sunny. Mukbil, I know we talked about the recent AFCON and how some of those surprising results spoke to the development of African football. But what about this transfer deal involving Rachel Kundanangi coming here to the USA? Doesn't that speak to the development of African women's football? Absolutely, Sonny. We talk about this all the time. The development of all of the games, uh, the women's games on the continent, as soon as the guys' game uh, moves forward, it's like the women's game is also being pushed forward as well. And because of the fact that we have, you know, social media now, and there's also a huge push for women's sports in the West, we're starting to see that um, the women's sports on the continent in particular are moving almost at the same pace mm. as the guys' sports. So it's not like, hey, let's concentrate on the guys' game for now, and then after the fact, women will be an afterthought. It's not the case. Moving at the same pace almost, it seems like. So it's, it's great for the women's game. Also great that Rachel is joining a, a new club here in the USA uh, based in uh, Northern California. She's quoted as saying, I look forward to scoring a lot of goals in San Francisco. Absolutely. The Bay Area, you know, is, is I'm sure, just as excited to, to get this new club up and coming and, and starting to, to, to build that culture, uh, that soccer culture for them. She's going to be excited uh, to be a part of the legacy starting off, which is amazing. So sometimes, you know, you join a team that already has an extensive legendary past and you're just trying to etch out a little bit of your uh, history into their books. But when you start off with them, uh, you're going to be remembered as one of the pioneers, which is awesome. Muckbill, pro basketball, the NBA getting ready to hold its 73rd annual All-Star Game in Indianapolis, Indiana, 
Uh, lots to talk about uh, in terms of the all-stars who will be on the court. Let's begin with Jason Tatum of the NBA-leading Boston Celtics. 41 points on Tuesday night, 14 rebounds, 5 assists as the Celtics scored a 118-110 to road victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Jason Tatum, Muckbill, is he a top candidate for this year's Most Valuable Player Award? Absolutely, Sonny. I think... Uh... Tatum has been in that conversation for MVP caliber. Uh, I'd probably say last three years this season uh, might be the one where he really gets it. Unfortunately for him, last year he had to go up against Joel Embiid, uh, who ended up winning. Uh, and the year before that, it was uh, Jokic. And we saw these two big men have been two of the most dominating big men in the game that we've seen for some time now. Uh, so maybe this is that season. As a very uh, relatively younger player, he's been selected to the uh, All Star Game five times. Wow! Okay. It's 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 a it's re- it's really good. You know, he he started off really strong, um, and we only know that you know if he's able to stay healthy that he will have a long career. But I think this season could be the season that he gets it done. He has the right pieces, I think, uh, for the style of play that him and the Boston Celtics do play, you know, having Krista Porzingis on that team uh, who didn't play yesterday uh, due to uh, an injury, I believe, but he should be all right uh, for them come uh, playoff time. I would hope uh, because KP would be the player that I think puts them over the top. They also have Drew Holiday who kind of fills in that uh, Marcus Smart role for them but also adds a little bit more offense. Uh, Yesterday he had 14 points, 12 assists, two steals, uh, five rebounds. He does everything. You know, he's a great player to have with you on both sides of the floor. And we know he he has also the Jalen Browns, uh, who also added about 19 points yesterday. So, all in all, I think uh, Jason Tatum is uh, is on pace uh, not only to uh, potentially get this MVP, but... I think more importantly for himself uh, and for that Boston Celtics team to add to that legacy of the Celtics, Proud one, legacy. one more banner. You know, they, they want one more banner. Yeah, in terms of one more banner, Muck Bill, uh, if they get another banner later this season, it would be their record 18th uh, NBA title. The Celtics are currently tied with the Los Angeles Lakers. They've They've each won 17. NBA titles. Let, let's talk about the Lakers. They were victorious on Tuesday night. Uh, they defeated the visiting Detroit Pistons 125 to 111. AD Anthony Davis, uh, he's been selected for the All Star game. Another big game for the Lakers last night, Muckbill. 20 points, 14 rebounds. Lakers improved to 29 and 26. How do you see them playing maybe after the All Star break? Um, I think this team, uh, for whatever reason, when you look at them on paper, Sonny, it, it doesn't really make sense uh, at the struggles that they're having as a collective, right? They have all the same pieces that they did last year, uh, and they were able to make a deep playoff run last year in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, you, you really don't you don't really understand what it is about this team that is not able to kind of keep that same energy or that pace. It could be because, you know, LeBron is in his 21st. Is his 21st Unbelievable. season? Like, so I, I, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, he's not really, um, 
it's not that he's really losing uh, any uh, efficiency or 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 lack of play. Really, he put up twenty five points, eight assists yesterday. Um, but other than that, it's kind of like you still have to work through LeBron because LeBron is a system in and of himself. So when you play around him, uh, you need the right pieces that complement his game in order to get the job done. And sometimes uh, maybe the catch and shoot of some of the players doesn't really work as well. So they just they're they're just having a little bit of a difficulty in adjusting to the to uh, I, I think what their newer identity should be because. When AD initially came a couple years ago, it was almost like supposed to be a transfer of power from LeBron to AD. Right. AD was supposed to take over. And there hasn't been that. It hasn't really been that because AD's also been you know, relatively unhealthy uh, because of his injuries. Uh, but also, I don't think LeBron James uh, has the ability to play off ball maybe as much as he thinks he can. So because the ball is in his hands a lot of the time, he's kind of like the... Um, the one who orchestrates the offense. And because of that, uh, you're kind of diminishing some other players' roles. When you have a player like uh, um, D'Angelo Russell, right, that sometimes doesn't really get the, the, the respect, I think, that that team should really be giving him. Um, you know, you look at his numbers. He had 21 points yesterday. Really good showing, right? Like, the only other player that put up more numbers than him was LeBron James. So, mm. so but... Can he stay on this team or is he on the chopping block? You know, it's it, there's so many questions for this team. They still haven't really found their footing this year, I think. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. I'm talking NBA hoops with my colleague, Muckbill Yabarro, the National Basketball Association, uh, heading into its all-star weekend In Indianapolis, Indiana, the league will be holding its 73rd annual All-Star Game in Indianapolis. Muckbill in Orlando, Florida on Tuesday night. Couple more All-Stars showed off their All-Star talents. Shea Gilgis Alexander, I think he's a favorite of both of ours. Uh, 32 points, 3 rebounds, and 5 assists for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They defeated the Orlando Magic 127 to 113. Let's also give a sunny side of sports shout out for Paolo Banchero uh, of the Magic. He tallied 23 points, six rebounds, and 10 assists. Two of the rising young stars in the NBA, Muckbill. Absolutely, Sonny. I, I think. Uh... To me, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the type of team that when you really look at them, you think to yourself, wow, if you draft right, you know, and you, you know, your GM is moving the right pieces and putting, you know, the right players that play together the right way together, this is what your team could potentially look like. Where if we're looking at them record wise, they're second in the West, uh, 37 to 17, uh, a game behind the Timberwolves, who are having a phenomenal season as well. Um, and then you have so much young talent on this team as well, right? Shea, as we've mentioned, uh, Chet uh, Holgram uh, has been playing phenomenally for them as well. You have, um, uh, as well as uh, Jay Williams, uh, Jalen Williams, who put up 33 points yesterday. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Josh Giddy, 10 points. Uh, so th- the thing about this team is that they, they like to play with each other. They play for each other, 
and it doesn't seem to me like there is much ego on this team, right? So when you have a player like Shet who goes uh, to uh, his high school to get his jersey retired, right. the entire team goes with him. That was, that was very uh, emotional, but it also showed you how much – uh, the Thunder care about Holmgren. Absolutely. They all go to his high school uh, retirement, jersey retirement ceremony. His entire team, right? You would look at a lot of the, you know, perennial all-stars, somebody like a SGA, and you might think that he'll say, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out, or I'm just going to stay at home. I'm right. Not gonna, you know, but for him to get up and go shows you his leadership that, look, Chet, we're behind you. Just as much as you're with us, we're with you as well. So your win is our win. So it was amazing to see all of the guys go and show support for him in his uh, jersey retirement. Muckbill, the big Cameroonian star for the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid, the NBA's reigning most valuable player. He was selected as a starter for the upcoming All-Star game. However, he will not be able to play because of a knee injury uh, in his place, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks was selected to take uh, uh, to take Embiid's place. Uh, why don't you just run down the the All Stars for this uh, weekend coming up, Muckbill in Indianapolis? Yeah, in Indy, uh, I know they're going to be super excited uh, to have uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who's having a heck of a season hometown uh, hero. hometown hero. He's really <laughs> showcasing to uh, to Indiana that look. We are here, not only are we hosting, but, you know, I'm a representative of you guys. And uh, I also love the pickup of Pascal Siakam for that team as well, right? right? Recently. Recent pickup, and he's gelled right in with that team. Look to see that team do some damage in the playoffs if they can just get, you know, back in rotation. But I I like how they're playing as well. Uh, So you have Tyrese Halliburton starting uh, for the East, Damian Lillard. From the Bucks, will be making his start uh, as well for the Eastern Conference uh, team. And, and the Bucks starting to gel a little. Oh bit, yeah, Mark because Bill. you know his teammate Giannis Antetokounmpo is also going to be starting. So you got two Bucks that'll be starting uh, for the Eastern Conference uh, the All Star. Stops here. The Bucks stops here. Come on, two man. Bucks, two Bucks, and then we two got Bucks, two All Stars. Right, we got Jason Tatum. <laughs> what, what do they say? Uh, Fear the deer. Fear the deer, Fear man. The deer. So we got uh, Jason Tatum, uh, who will be starting at forward as well for the Eastern Conference and Joel Embiid was scheduled to start as a starter but because he is injured will be being uh he will be replaced by Trey Young who was not selected as a starter or as a reserve and this is something we were talking about off air I think that was a complete snub Sonny mm, 25 mm. and 10 uh second he's only second to uh, Tyrese Halliburton in assists um and you know scoring 25 points great guard great 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 guard guard, and he's like without him that Atlanta team doesn't go so I don't understand how he doesn't make it but then I also get that there are only what 12 slots right for the all-star team and there are how many players in the east so I I can understand how difficult of a job it must be to put these guys in there, but I'm really happy for Trey, and I'm really happy for uh, Atlanta, uh, the city of Atlanta, that they're able to get a star in there as well. So he's a part of the reserves. Scotty Barnes for the Toronto Raptors. Shout out to Scotty Barnes and the Raptors for sneaking one in there as well, <laughs> because uh, Julius Randle is going to be hurt for the Knicks, and he will not be able to play due to a shoulder injury. Mark we- Bill, I'm sure Masai Ujiri happy about Scotty's oh, 
Absolutely. He said we got one in there. <laughs> got one he, in. Right? We have Bam Adebayo, who will be playing for Miami. He's a reserve uh, for the Eastern Conference. Paolo Banchero will be also a reserve, um, playing for, obviously, the Orlando Magics. Jalen Brown, the Boston Celtics, Donovan Mitchell, and Tyrese Maxey, as well as Jalen Brunson. Tyrese Maxey's huge too, man. Philadelphia 76ers, young man, first-time All-Star. I love I love that for him. Let's look on the Western Conference uh, side. You have Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks, Shea Gilgis, Alexander SGA. We were just talking about him. He is starting. This is only his second appearance in the All-Star game. Last year he was a reserve. This year he is starting. Kevin Durant, 14-time All-Star LeBron James, 20-time All-Star, and Nikola Jokic, Finals MVP. And pretty, pretty solid lineup so, Solid there. lineup. <laughs> you know, if we're just running through the quick reserves. We have Devin Booker, Phoenix Sun, Steph Curry, 10-time All-Star. He will be a reserve. Anthony Edwards having a heck of a mm, season as mm. well, you know, leading the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves with that push, as well as his teammate Carl Anthony Towns. So two reserves for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, from the Los Angeles Clippers, they got two as well. And Anthony Davis will be a reserve for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Muckbill, uh, the NBA going back, I guess you could say, to their old all-star format where the East meets the West. In recent years, I've had trouble deciphering, you know, how these all-stars are, how, they, how, the, how the teams come together, but... Do you like the fact that we're back to East versus West? Sometimes, you know, they say if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> uh, I think this old style East versus West is where legendary matchups were made. Uh, we love to see, you know, the, 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 the clashes between the Kobe Bryants and the Allen Iversons and the McGrady's versus, you know, Kobe back in the day, or you know, when you had Jordan, yeah, Jordan, you know, Jordan and Kobe versus Kobe, right? You had uh, times where Jordan was going up against you know, Hakeem, right? Right, these, right. these were the type of things Jordan against Barkley. The guys that Jordan was keeping away from getting the rings were getting the opportunity <laughs> to play against them in that all-star uh, <laughs> appearances. So, I love, I love to see the old format and it's back. It's it's great. I think this will be the first time uh, that uh, that we're going back to the system in about what three, maybe four years, because it was Team LeBron for like four years or something. I think KD might have had a team, and then a couple uh, teams for Giannis as well, uh, switching it around. But yeah, I like this system. Well, Muckbill, uh, the Super Bowl recently held in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Super Bowl of American style football held on the same day as the Africa Cup of Nations final. Uh, I think we have to review the television ratings in respect to all those Swifties that helped boost the numbers. 123.7 million people watched the Super Bowl here in the USA. That is uh, the biggest audience ever for a television program in the United States. Taylor Swift, of course, probably had a little bit to do with it, but your reaction. Hey, shout out to Taylor and the Swifties, man. Uh, to be honest with you, Sonny, uh, we've seen and we know just as much as the NFL knows uh, how much of an impact that Taylor has when she's at these games. So uh, kudos to them for, you know, making use of, uh, of you know, kind of selling it that, look, Taylor likes football. 
You know, so if Taylor likes football, there might be some folks. You know, I had a couple of my uh, my girl cousins that don't really watch football, and they said if Taylor's going to be there, we might we might watch it. So you know, a completely different demographic that's not interested in the game per se that used to only watch for the halftime show. Right. We're now like let's maybe let's watch a little bit of this game that so many Americans love. And I guess that really helped them spike their numbers, man. And uh, I got to... They had Usher also... I want to say, I got to yeah. think Usher Usher yeah. helped spike those numbers. Um, Usher, very entertaining oh, halftime Usher show. Usher and Alicia Keys came out, you know, Some very... Some of those old-style oh, rappers. Come on, man. So it was <laughs> it was a combination of a lot of things, a very big effort to get these numbers up to where they were. And I'm sure the NFL was uh, excited to have all of them. Well, finally, Muckbill, in terms of numbers... No team has won the Super Bowl three consecutive years. The Chiefs believe they can make history. Can the Chiefs win three consecutive Super Bowls? Honestly speaking, I don't see why not. Why not? Believe in yourself. There have been teams that have gone undefeated to me, which I think is harder uh, than, than even winning a Super Bowl. So... Absolutely. So I think to myself, look, I think it might be time uh, that we get a three-time, what is that, a, a three-peat? A three-peat. A three-peat. A, three, a super three-peat. Su- wow. Super three-peat. That, that might be the first time the term was used, and we'll see how it goes next season uh, with the Chiefs. Thanks to producer and VOA sports reporter Bill Yabaro joining me here in studio Thanks also to VOA engineer, Audrius Regis. I get it. And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.